Hey, B. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question? Always. What's the one thing when we travel that we always make sure we find? Oh, coffee. You know, bad coffee makes my brain angry. And we've been a lot of places. We've had a lot of coffee. But when we're home, there's only one place that we get coffee from. Yeah. Hacienda Real in Costa Rica. We found this place when we were in Costa Rica a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's a micro roastery using only Costa Rican beans. Their blend is a mix of Arabica and Peaberry. And if you don't know about Peaberry, you need to find out about it because mm. it is amazing. It takes all the bitterness out. All the bitterness out. And we place orders and it's shipped directly to our door. You can get light, medium, or dark roast. You can get ground. You can get whole bean. And it is roasted to order. So there is a date stamped on your coffee so you know when it was roasted and bagged. It's good for a year after you order it. And it is the best coffee that we have ever had. So click the link in our show notes or go to goldenbean.net and use the offer code COFCHR20 for 10% off your order. Hacienda Real. Keep your brain happy. Hey, Dante. Hey, B. Looking pretty smart in your undies. Thanks. I've been doing my deads. <laughs> oh, I can see that. But it's not just what's in them. It's what's on them. But yeah, I got on my smart ass undies. They're not just super comfy. They've got cheeky motivations on them that keep me in the right state of mind. Oh yeah, like we could all use a little brain lift these days, am I right? They're also lovingly made from sustainable, low impact materials. So we can love the planet and cover our asses all at the same time. Motivate your ass with smart ass undies. Click the link in the show notes or on the things we love page on our website. And remember to enter the discount code CHEATINGONFEAR10 for 10% off your order. Smartass undies. Cheeky and comfy. Hey everyone, this is Dante. And I'm Beatrice. And this is Cheating on Fear. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. My oh, goodness. Oh, everybody's been waiting for this. Yeah. You know, you were taking a drink of that thing there, and I thought it was called Thrust. I was like, that's an <laughs> awfully on-the-nose name for this. What is this that you gave me? I, I have given you, and this is this is not a paid advertisement by any means. It's called Brust. Brust. Looks like. Looks like. It's got an umlaut. It's B-R-U-S-T with an umlaut over the U. Yep. And I found these little babies at Costco. It is protein coffee. Mm, smells good. I know. So it's... Dark roast cold brew. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. And it's got 100 calories and 20 grams of protein and zero sugar. I know. It's impossible. It's not bad. It's not bad. I. It's I, really chocolatey, eh? Well, it's dark roast, right? I mean, it's probably garbage coffee, but I... <laughs> but... <laughs> and 175 milligrams of caffeine. So I made the mistake of having the first one... While I did another podcast, I guess that's considered cheating in this world. You cheated on cheating on fear. Yeah, and, and I, I, I think I had it about five thirty, and bro, I was up. You're wired. I, was, I couldn't. I think that was the night we were talking on the phone, and you're like, "Okay, I'm in bed now," and yeah. I'm like, "So anyway, like I was saying, like I was just like, Ree. you were ramped up. You were yeah. ramped up. Yeah, I had a horrible sleep, so don't have it at night because it's a lot. But it's pretty good, right?" Yeah, it's good. It's not bad. It's not bad. I'm reading the back and I'm like, grass fed. I'm like, how do you grass Grass feed coffee? But it's grass fed protein. I guess whatever the protein is they're using in here. (laughs) I didn't even look. But it's, oh, it doesn't say it's vegan. It says it's gluten, gluten free. So where are they getting their protein from? What protein is in here? I don't know, bro. I don't know, but it's pretty good. Oh, it's milk protein. That's why. Oh, milk protein. Okay. So that's why it's grass fed. So the the cows ate grass instead Mm -hmm. of each other. Cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. Great. Instead of corn, which we feed a lot of our cattle. It's corn. It's corn. Okay, so we're back. <laughs> back from Miami. From, back, back from, from Miami. Escape to Miami. Escape to Miami. Uh, escape number two, Miami. Yes. Yeah. X-C-A-P-E. Yeah. Number two, Miami. Yeah. So we did that. We did that. Yeah. And we're going to break it down for you today. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure you have thoughts. Yes. A, a few, right? I have. Don't I always have thoughts? Yes. I have a lot of thoughts. Yes, oh. you do. <laughs> There's, a lot of thoughts and a lot of words. There's a lot of thoughts. A lot of thoughts. <laughs> okay. 
So, so this was a lifestyle event. Yes. And and it wasn't. So it's different from going to a lifestyle resort, which is basically, you know, all swingers all the time, like all lifestyle yeah. all the time. Yeah. This was a hotel takeover. Mm-hmm. So. This is a hotel that is normally not for this purpose. Yeah. And they kind of adapt it to these They purposes. adapted it. And so I wanted to talk about some of the things that they did in preparation and during this takeover, some of the things that they had done, which usually I'm a logistics person and I, I get exhausted really quickly because I think about logistics. Like, how did they do this? Mm. But I didn't really give this one a lot of thought. But as we were moving through it, I was like, wow, that's pretty smart. That's, mm-hmm. oh, I like they that. They thought I like about that. some I like stuff, that. yeah. Yeah, and I talked to people to ask kind of like, how does this work kind of thing. So what were some of the measures that they took to keep, you know, I felt like it was more protecting the general public than protecting the people that were (laughs) that were in there. (laughs) So like, what were some of the things that they did? Well, the the first thing they did is they really controlled access to the property. Mm -hmm. They did that with these little wristbands and security at the front door. And, and at the back. And at the back door, actually, because this, this property was on the beach. Mm-hmm. And they also put up visual barriers around, which were fairly good. Yeah. Certainly for the casual observer, but some of the neighboring properties, if you were on a high enough floor, you would have been able to see the pool area. <laughs> and they and they did that because it was a clothing optional pool. Yes. But it wasn't a play area. It was not a play space, no. The way that I think some of these lifestyle resorts, you know, in Jamaica and Mexico and stuff like that, where you're able to like fuck at the pool and do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, And I think that was done. I think that distinction was made because of the staff. So Mm. it looked like most of the security was hired privately by the organization that was running the event. Yeah. And so that was one thing. They kind of know what's up. They know the drill. And I don't know this for sure. This is just conjecture on my part. But we've seen like different people that that they work at the club or they work at the resort and then kind of their bonus when they're finished their shift is like they can fuck if they want but (laughs) (laughs) i don't know that for sure but it seemed like it like some of these security guards had like quite a bit of swagger yeah yeah they did didn't they one thing about the wristbands i understand having to make it distinct so that security could very discreetly look at it and whatever however it made it very, very difficult to walk off the property and not be, I, and maybe it was just me, but it seemed like, it was like, get your sexy on or something like well, that. Well, they were black and yellow and fabric pi- wristbands. And then a pineapple. But only if you know, you know. But most people know. No, like people not everybody. Their- There's lots of people who go to the grocery store and go, pineapples, I love that. And then ca- walk around carrying it. And they're not swingers. Like, I know, but it's but kind if, of like the unofficial like, icon pine- of... But if they get a pineapple tattoo or if they have a pineapple around their neck or something Maybe like they that. just like pineapples, though. Because they're sweet and delicious and spiky. I, right. But if you have a wristband that says, like, get your sexy on. Well, yes. It was like, that, be sexy, be flirty. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. That's yeah. right. And I was kind of like, ugh. Yeah. Like, do we have to wear this all the time? You go for dinner and you're like trying to hide it. Well, you have tiny hands, so you just slid yours off. <laughs> no, I ripped it off. Oh. And then I I ripped it off. And then I had a, a, a little safety pin that was holding it mm-hmm. on the rest mm-hmm. of the time. Nobody, nobody knows. And I actually did speak to one of the servers there. And I, th- that, I think that's the, the main reason why, even though it was clothing optional, it wasn't the pool area and other place spaces in the hotel were not play spaces because the staff were like just regular people just regular who don't, people who live in Miami who don't want to spend their weekend shifts watching people have sex all over the place yeah. and not know where to put their eyes yep and so i talked to one of them like did people like have to draw straws about who was going to work this weekend or like did they sell off the shifts or what happened and she said that they had several meetings mm-hmm. about this weekend and that they all had to sign waivers and wow, eh? NDAs and they weren't allowed to have their phones out ever. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of stipulations right. in place yeah. for staff, you know, trying really hard to like hold your eyes in the right yeah. spot, <laughs> make eye contact with people. Yeah. And so I, I could only imagine how difficult that must be for, for people that are just not used to that environment. Yeah. If you work in that environment all the time, it normalizes very quickly. But if you're not, it's just like, bro. But but they had had a, a porn convention the week prior. 
Yes, that's right. They did. Because this is one of these Art Deco. It's nice that they cluster them. Right? It's this, <laughs> But it's this Art Deco property in South Beach that only has 100 rooms. So it's easy to mm. book it out, basically. And manage it, yeah. And manage it. So then yeah. that's, that's why it's not one of these, you know, 500 room places where it would be a lot to try oh, and yeah, book yeah. that out completely oh, yeah. right so yeah. i imagine they get a lot of these kind of specialty events and things like that and it was nice like i appreciated the art deco yeah it was a nice hotel it was a nice hotel yeah, and good. there were a lot of cool little nooks and places mm-hmm. to sit like we would we positioned ourselves every morning like right it, it, like at a space in the back it was near the back entrance from the from the hotel and near the elevators so everybody had to walk by us. yeah to go get breakfast or coffee in the morning and or we something would just like that. chat to people yep. and and people would start to go, you're in your usual spot, huh? And it's like... It was good because it was outside, but it was in the shade, but it was also warm. Like it, yeah. was, it was it was a good spot. No, it was, it was, a, it was a perfect spot to like people watch and just kind of see what was going on. See how bleary-eyed people were. Yeah. There were a lot of men bringing their women breakfast in bed. A lot of men. <laughs> Double fisting coffees back up the elevator yep, kind of thing. And, and yeah. like plates of fruit and yeah. stuff like that because they had a continental breakfast and yeah. stuff. But I don't know. There was one. <laughs> there was one guy who walked by and he was like... She gives me sex, so I get her breakfast. And it was just like, kind of like... <laughs> then the elevator doors close, and you're like, that's a nice transactional relationship you have there, buddy. <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> so, yeah, so they, they were very well prepped yes. for, for us. They'd set up a play space inside that was open in the evening hours. They mm-hmm. turned the lobby into basically a... A nightclub mm-hmm. they had djs they had a D- they had djs at the pool and they had some activities set up during during yeah. each of the days to kind of connect to the evening parties right. that they were running yeah 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 like they were, every day had a theme yes pretty much okay. in the day and at night so let's talk about let's talk about the people okay let's talk about like if you could identify like different types that were there and just how maybe how it was different than what we're used to you know it was more the sort of stereotypical swinger air quote air bunnies yeah lifestyle Mm -hmm. it's what when the average (laughs) vanilla non-lifestyle person gpt to come up with (laughs) yeah pretty much it's exactly what you think it's there was in a lot of cases you would see younger women with much older men that was a common pairing that you would see there. There was also... Like, okay, before Dan Savage gets mad at us, what kind of age range are we talking about? We're talking about men probably in their mid-60s. Oh, easily a 30-year age gap between the men and the women I in would, some of those relationships. And some of them were 40 years. And, and, like and 40 probably wouldn't be out of line. And then there was that one where the, the chick wasn't even old enough to drink. She wasn't, No. She and like, she was there. She was like 19 or 20. And, and, and he was in his 60s. Yeah, easily. that was probably the largest thing. I don't think she looked at him the entire time. She, was <laughs> she on looked her at phone. her phone the whole she time. She was on her phone the entire time. She was kind of like Rosalia, you know, with chewing her gum the whole time. The, the biscuitito. She was uh, this thing. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful little Latina girl. And she just looked like she just, yeah, chewing, chewing her, smacking gum her gum and looking at her phone and just like, just get me, just... Please, can we make time go faster? So that was one type, and there were there were seven, bear in mind there was a hundred couples there basically, right, plus right. the staff from the and there organization were some day, day trippers and too. day trippers as well because they sold out and there were yeah. more people that wanted to go. It was crazy busy on the Saturday yes, because of that, and then you had the couples that both of them are super tanned and fitness oriented. <laughs> You saw that there was at least super tanned, but look like they haven't heard of sunscreen before. Oh yeah, like like their birthday suit is brown, basically. Yeah, and and then and then you had the kind of couple next door type people where Newbies. you were well, you, where you just were like you you would look at them on the street and never imagine that they would be. Oh, at that event. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hiding in plain sight. Yeah, kind of people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think were those people? I mean, I don't know what other people think about about us. I don't think they would look at us and think, "Yeah, they do that." I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't do know. You think, do you think? I you don't give, know. Listeners, what do you think? Do you think you give swinger energy? Well, I don't know. Like, we don't wear wedding rings because we're not married. Oh my god! Do you have to bring that up uh, again? But we're kind of flirty, just in general. That's true. So, 
you know, people would look at that and not see and go, uh, like, I don't know. What would they think, right? <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know. Anyway, okay. Yeah. And then, right. and then, you know, like, the the space was really cool because in between the, the, the area f- between the pool and the actual main area of the hotel, they had this big marquee that was set up and, and they had like a cocktail reception in there on the first night and they had vendors there selling some light BDSM gear and lubricants and swimsuits and you could get a necklace with your name made up if you wanted so that (laughs) people would know who you are when you're walking around. Even when you're naked? Yeah, even when you're naked, which is great. I mean, Because, you know, because name tags just aren't going to work. What are you going to stick it to? (laughs) (laughs) Grow a bush just so you can Velcro it to it? I mean, I don't know. Funny. So yeah, and and I mean that was my kind of perception of of the couples that were there, right? It was it was weird because you would see some couples one night and you knew that they were staying there, and then you would never see them again. Like they just get lost. You don't know yeah. where where they go, what they did. Yeah, like what happened? You know, you'd see them on the dance floor one night, and then during the day you would never see them. Like what are they yeah, doing? Where right? did you go? Yeah, there was one couple that we saw one time. Mm-hmm. We talked to them. They were adorable. Yeah, they were like, lovely. And like it, there was a little group of us. Turns out they were literally our neighbors. They like were they, we our shared neighbors. a wall with them. Yep. And and there was one night where like we were all walking back at the same and and he was like, just hey, why don't you come in? And we were like, no, we're good. No, no, seriously, come in. We we're like, no, seriously, we're <laughs> seriously, going to bed. we're good. It's like two in the morning. We're we're all set. We're all set. But, but and then never saw them again. Never saw them. again. Never saw them again. So if you guys are out there, Benny and Vanessa. Yeah. <laughs> What's going you. on? We miss you. <laughs> the other thing that I found, which was a little bit difficult, was that, and we find this at X2, this isn't this isn't just, you know, mm, yeah. is that there seems to be a core group of people that have been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. They've all been doing, they move from event to event together. They know the organizers very well. They, they know each other very well. And it seemed like it was very, very difficult to break into that. Yeah. And we've seen this at X 100%. You're, you're absolutely right that there and we we're sitting by the pool and we we have these conversations and we're looking at it going like what's going on i'm like this is the way that people are run triathlons or the people that are hang out with you know they do craft beer and like they found a group this is their these are their people and this is the thing that they do Mm -hmm. and this is part of their identity right and that that's just it and they you know they have fun they enjoy everything but they it didn't seem like they were super interested in getting to know anybody outside of their existing established sort of friend group. Yeah, so that that makes it kind of difficult because it's it's very like they're so familiar with each other mm-hmm. and they, there's so much going on there. It's really really difficult to kind of sidle up and go, "Hey, you know, how you doing?" Cause, and, yeah, cuz they're all just inwardly facing and yeah. and not really paying attention to what else is going on out there. So that so that was a little bit mm-hmm. tough, I think. You know, as connections people, mm. That that was a little bit difficult because I I thought that you know we'd be there for four nights, that over the course of that time we would get to know some people and see Have what happens yeah, right exactly, and yeah. and it was the getting to know people was difficult. One of the reasons I think that it was difficult was because of the way the pool time was spent. Right. So this entire event was set up so that basically to cater to. People that would sleep until noon, mm-hmm. basically. Well, yeah, because everything runs until three in the morning. Right. And then you would imagine that shit would go on after that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some naked after parties would be going on and mm-hmm. all that. So people would sleep very late. And <laughs> that was a little, it was a little difficult for me to like shift my clock yeah. that much. It was very hard yeah. to do that. And I still wanted to get up early because you and I are from Canada and we were really, really looking forward to four days of Miami weather. Yeah, yeah. And it was sort of like, I'm not burning daylight. Like we're, even if we're dozing by the pool, we're getting up. And so we were up fairly early still and grabbing coffee and going for a walk on the, on the beach walk or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then we would get our pool chairs and from the very early morning until noon, it was great. That was the best time in the pool. That was the best (laughs) time. The music was this like chill, like lo-fi vibey music. It was awesome. Awesome. And, you know, we could chat with the security guards or whatever servers were around and just have yeah. a little chit chat. And people would start filtering down to the pool. It wasn't because it was empty that it was cool. It was just, it was a, it was a cool vibe. Yeah, and then the- people, yeah, people would, people, somebody would like get up and go and save a couple of chairs mm-hmm. and, 
and you'd say, hey, how's it going? And whatever. And we, w- we would see all the like behind the scenes kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then noon would hit and the drinking would start. The DJ would start. Mm-hmm. It wasn't DJing chill music. It was from noon until seven spring break for 40 something. Yeah. Imagine spring break just older. Pretty much. And listen, I don't have anything against loud music. I don't but to sit there and just watch the situation devolve mm-hmm. as the day wore on. Mm-hmm. Lots of sun, lots of alcohol, loud music. Loud music, thumping, loud music. And not not like, hey, I hope we get to hear this song again. It was really cool. It was the same playlists over and over and over again. Yeah, it was. And and you know, <laughs> Listen, I love I one of the things that I love about X is that it has a nightclub in the front and play space yes. in the back. It's like the best mullet you could ever imagine. 100%. But I started to hear in my nightmares, boons, 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 and then they would change it and you're like like you couldn't <laughs> there was one dj who was mr 10 seconds he would play 10 seconds of a song and then switch just as you're just getting into it okay nope you can't yeah, have it nope. anymore we're gonna go to something else and then it would be like a a, <laughs> a space in a song where there is no beat right yeah everybody's just standing so everybody around would just kind of stand around like waiting waiting for the bass drop like what are you doing you have one job keep the beat going to be keep fair going. to be fair the one dj that i generally enjoyed their set whenever they were on was the dj from x that came yes, down there it was yeah, yeah. dj slim dj slim yeah. he, he was he was by far the best of all the djs that were there and you know what the crazy thing was about that he actually looks like fat boy slim he does yeah or moby <laughs> fat boy slim, fat, if, you more look fat boy fat, slim. If, you, if, if you look fat boy slim up you'll yeah. be like oh my god that's the fucking guy yeah you're right his sets were the best he he was the best at keeping things going but i just found seven hours of spring break by the pool yeah was for me overwhelming and it made it difficult if not impossible to talk to people mm-hmm. and get yes. to know them so it was like i, yeah, I it does look like that boy slim <laughs> i think i would have very much preferred to have the chill music like still have the dj mm-hmm. but take it down take it take the volume down and keep the vibe chill like maybe play pitbull at regular speed yeah Uh, you know play the reggaeton at regular speed or for like half the afternoon or something you know what i mean i just don't i just didn't think it needs like it was just like party party and and you know what i felt like the partying was very i don't mean see and this is the thing i don't i'm very aware of like sounding shitty i don't want to be shitty but it was very performative here's the thing just like non-monogamy there's lots of different ways to do non-monogamy. There's lots of different ways to run a lifestyle event. And this, I guess. this, and we know this now, this particular style of hotel takeover or cruise ship takeover, the different types of events that they run, they're going to be run like this. If you're the type of person that five hours in a nightclub isn't enough for you, <laughs> and you like sun and sand and alcohol and, and loud music and titties... 17 18 hours a day this is going to be the best thing you've ever seen in your entire uh-huh, life uh-huh. but it's not and we didn't know this but this is why we went no, because this, we didn't know right this is why we did this instead yeah. of like committing to a week at a lifestyle of yeah. a resort or something like that but this is the thing is that we we really wanted we were thinking you know it's going to be great we'll hang out at the pool all day meet some people talk to them make mm-hmm. some connections and then mm-hmm. at night and that was very very difficult with yeah. with that structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get it. I get that that's what a lot of people want and you know, a lot of swinging couples, especially if they already know each other. Sure. Then you don't need that. You don't need to hang around and like, you know, have tea at the pool. I get I I get it. But for the newbies, I think it was it, for the new people, I think it was it made that kind of difficult. But the, I think that's a good segue into the thing that the organizers had set up that I thought that was good yes. to make connections with people. And that was the workshops. Yeah, which I think was our favorite part. It was our favorite part. (laughs) Such nerds. And actually, we're going to have the leader of those workshops Mm -hmm. on the show. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. And 
I've already asked her if she would come on the show, and she said she'd be more than happy to come. So we'll on the set show. that up. It's been a while since we did an interview, so it'll be good. Yeah, to it's going to be great. Do that, yeah. So there were three workshops that were scheduled over the course of the weekend. Two of them were inside and in like a more intimate space, and then one of them was out by the pool, sort of for everybody to mm-hmm. see. So the one that was out by the pool was a spanking workshop, mm-hmm. which I thought was I like. I learned a lot, actually. Yep. I I didn't. There was a lot of things I didn't know. And there was a little handout, which I always appreciate. <laughs> Anatomy um, of spanking. <laughs> yeah. And just like different areas and different techniques and different implements. And yep. Depending on how much, how much pain you want to deliver. Yeah. And like it, standing, bend over, lying down. Like there's all these different sort of positions. It was very, yeah. it was very thoughtfully it was done. And she had like a little, it was actually kind of funny because, you know, as a former Catholic schoolgirl, they had like, she had like a kneeler. Set up. I was like, oh, I've never seen it used for that before. A spanking bench. Yeah. Yeah. And she had volunteers and and it was really interesting to to watch. Did you say that it and then and then she left the needle after the workshop was over. She left like everything set up. Did you say that you thought you saw somebody like fucking their girlfriend on it? Yeah. No. Absolutely. He actually was. Was yeah. There was. There was. And that wasn't supposed to be happening. I don't think so. One of the demonstration couples uh-huh. it was all women that were getting flogged actually or spanked, by her by her, yeah. um, by her and but then she would bring their partners up and that's the oh. other thing too this is all very hetero couple it was very heteronormative yeah. and we'll get into just how heteronormative yeah. it was a little bit later but. Uh, but she would bring the partner up and they would be you know giving them some sensuality kissing stroking their you know face stuff like that while she was spanking them and then this one guy kind of like took over and if he wasn't fucking her he certainly was was grabbing hips and thrusting into her right it was a hell of a simulation if if he wasn't actually fucking her but they were facing away from us and like into sort of the outer perimeter of the pool area so we were just like is that is that happening? And at X, that wouldn't be a big deal. Mm-hmm. But it, this was a different situation. Yeah. And it wasn't. And like I say, I, some of the staff looked a little uncomfortable. And we learned from points. our friends that we had there that there was some fucking going around in the pool. But it was always super late at night and stuff like yeah. that. So. Yeah, people would leave the party at yeah. night and come out to the pool and like fuck around the pool and in the pool. Yeah. And that was enough to keep me from putting my head under just just the oil slick of sunscreen on the pool was was no that wasn't sunscreen no that was oil that was just that was just oil (laughs) that was just oil yeah so the other two workshops that were held it was held inside Mm -hmm. and like sort of it it, this space it looks it looked like normally it was like an art gallery space absolutely was an art gallery and at night they transformed it into a playroom space so Mm -hmm. that people could leave the party and go and and enjoy each other and they wanted public sex uh, experience Um, but it didn't look like it was very heavily utilized it looked like most people just went back to their rooms Mm -hmm. and did that stuff and then during the day it was this space to hold these workshops and so Mm -hmm. one was a boundaries workshop yes and the other one was a jealousy workshop yes now you mentioned that there were a hundred couples it was a sold-out event how many people attended each workshop besides you and i yes Two to three other couples. So there was eight people in each workshop. Max. And three out of the four couples. Were the same. Were the same. Yeah. (laughs) And the couple that switched out each time. One of them was a couple in crisis. They just didn't know it yet. The other one was a couple in crisis and they were like almost done. Pretty much. That, that was it. The rest of us, so there was you and I, there was another couple from Toronto that mm-hmm. you had mentioned on the previous podcast that you'd been talking yep. before. So we met so, them in real life in Miami. It was so nice to meet them too. It They're, was. You guys are lovely. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> Love you guys. And then there was another couple from Texas who this was their very first foray into anything like this. Mm-hmm. Like they just jumped right in with both feet. They did. But they were really, really smart because they did come to the workshops and they were going very, very slowly yeah. and having tons of conversations Mm -hmm. it was an interesting way for somebody who's like i don't know maybe we should look into this non-monogamy thing and go to a takeover event yeah like that's that's i can imagine it was a lot to take in yes it's almost like an it's it's like an an accelerated learning curve right but you know what and love you guys too just saying it was really interesting and satisfying to watch this couple sort of come along and blossom, mm-hmm. especially her, mm-hmm. who 
the more I talked to her, I was just like, you're just the cutest thing. Um, <laughs> but she did a lot of work yeah, yeah, over yeah. four days. Like yeah. a lot, a lot of work. You could just see her getting more comfortable, mm-hmm. more Opening comfortable. Up. And not even about like doing stuff with other people, just getting more comfortable with herself in yeah. that space and yeah. and with her partner in that space. Yeah. And it was really, really quite something. And I think that those workshops had a lot to do oh, with yeah. that. And Absolutely. actually, she volunteered for the spanking workshop, yeah. which was the meat of the workshop sandwich. Like it was yep. like inside workshop, spanking workshop, inside workshop. So that was really interesting. So it was just, it, the six of us were the same both mm-hmm. times. And I think, why was that the best part for you, do you think? I think I liked it because the idea that the getting a chance to kind of nerd out on theory and yes. and, and talk about that, I always enjoy. I also felt like, you know, we do the podcast and we talk to people and there was a chance for us when we were there to share some of our experiences for people that were still new and still figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And I think that we could add an additional, I don't know, layer to what the organizer, the presenter, I mean, Taylor. Taylor, yeah. What Taylor was, when she was giving her workshop, we could chime in with kind of real world sort mm-hmm. of examples. Mm-hmm, and she mm-hmm. provided a lot of her own personal examples and experiences as well. But yeah. I, I like that we could share in that. And also because we had kind of come in with the expectation that we would be able to chat with people and you couldn't do that at the pool for no. all the, or at night in the nightclub for all the reasons we've already talked about. But, but this is the thing too. And I felt like those experiences, because we shared... Everybody shared mm-hmm. some very deeply personal mm-hmm. things and experiences. Yeah, not always easy, no. fun stories. But right? I felt like I was actually very thankful that it was a small group and that the six of us were the same each mm-hmm. time because it really bonded us, I mm-hmm. felt like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you sort of get bonded by engaging in this type of activity and, and being in this space in the first place. Yeah. And then to be like this micro group mm-hmm. of people that cared to show up to these workshops. I was actually stunned that out of 200 people, eight people showed up to these workshops. Yeah. And that was kind of like, clearly people don't give a flying fuck about boundaries or jealousy. I know. Or- I, can't, I can't wait to ask Taylor about that because she goes to these events quite a bit. She does, yeah. And I was like, is this normal or is it just because it's the same people and they've all, and the workshops are always the same and so they've already been there a hundred times and so, you know, once you go once, you don't need to go again. But I feel like a topic like jealousy or a topic like boundaries are something that is going to be different every single time as your experience evolves, right? And I'm a little bit more cynical where, and again, not to sound judgy, but (laughs) when you mix all that alcohol for that long, the partying, the, you know, familiarity with each other, Mm -hmm. the whatever, I feel like boundaries are something that is kind of like, oh, it's boring. That's for like libtard cucks, right? Like. I felt like it's like, meh. Would Roger Stone give a fuck about boundaries and and dealing with jealousy? Like, not really. I felt like people were like, ugh, that's... (laughs) It's like, I always like to jump on the apps when we're in different places to see what's around there. And I matched with this couple on on Field (laughs) that... The, their profile was and I was like when they matched when when the match came through and I was like why the fuck did I swipe on this like what was I thinking and it was like no boundaries no rules you know no barriers no barrier no condoms like, and then in the conversation it's like oh yeah well you know we work in porn and so we get tested every 14 days so you know this is what we do and it was like yeah okay cool that's uh, not our way of doing things and then it was like unmatch <laughs> like not yucking your yum, but no. also like, and and it's but not that even, was a vibe where it was just like, do whatever the fuck we want, right? You know, when when people don't have, it's not that I'm judging whether or not people have boundaries. Mm. I think that sometimes when that is when people put that out, yeah. it means they haven't had a conversation, and that's the part yeah. that frightens me. Is well, like when people haven't taken the time to communicate to each other, to talk about expectations, to talk about boundaries, to talk about 
what happens you know how to pull the plug or yeah, how to yeah. when people haven't had that conversation it's tough that concerns me if mm-hmm. i'm gonna if we're gonna play with people that haven't done that haven't done the work before they get into this stuff that's just i because I've, I've seen it happen i've seen the veil drop behind yeah. someone's eyes and it's an awful awful feeling yeah because you don't want to be you don't want to be the the cause of a problem in a relationship no, and right? i don't want to be part of that no 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 part no. of that dynamic that we're not doing this to we want to feel good we want other people to feel yep. good that i mean i know it sounds kind of trite but like good vibes all around yep. you know and if people haven't done the work before that i don't know yeah, if i want not, not if really. i not for me no, no thank you and like i say not judging you do whatever you, feels good for you i don't want to be a part of that process i don't want to be part of discovering oh yeah i am fucking jealous right. oh yeah i do have boundaries i don't want to i don't want to be the person that's like oh and then this happened and i realized <laughs> me i'm the boundary <laughs> yeah yeah so i i don't i that's no not great let's talk about the parties all right and again <laughs> <laughs> I we always say this and I mean it truly like I don't want to yuck anybody's yum no, but it no, also no. means that I don't like something I'm not going to do it and the thing I like least and what has always turned me off about lifestyle resorts mm-hmm. is the fucking themes <laughs> Oh my god, you guys just missed like the most epic eye roll. Uh. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't super restrictive, to be no, fair. No, and nobody was like policing you and being no, like, no, no, this no. is red and white night and you are wearing blue, so you're not allowed. Like, it no. was nothing, there was nothing like that. No, but no, it's no. just this expectation that <laughs> we have to do this thing. And to be fair... And I dislike costume parties, too, okay? <laughs> like, it's not like I like going and dressing up for Halloween. Like, that's not my thing. I know. Remember your failed cheerleader I know. Outfit? You were so mad. I fucking hated You're it. like, I could have tried harder with this. Yeah, it's... Well, and the thing... Is, sorry. The thing is, is that all of your clothes are for normal life. Right. And it seemed like... Honestly, some of the fucking steam trunks that people rolled into this resort... We tried to do it with carry-on only. And we... Yeah. But the thing is, is like... Even the men had costumes and... Full on. Like, it was like Mardi Gras every night. Yeah, there. like clothing that you could never wear anywhere else in a million years. Mm-hmm. They had brought with them. And you were just like, oh, I think, like, these are pink shorts. You know, yeah. like, this is a pink shirt. And it's like, no, no, no. They had, like, day glow, pink mesh, mm-hmm. sp- speedos and shit. Uh, and you're just like, uh, oh, wow. Like, no, I... <laughs> nobody, nobody wants a mesh speedo. Like, that's <laughs> it's just... It's just like it's like a Play-Doh thing, just stuff li- coming out. Do you remember that little toy that your kids had where you would squeeze, You'd squeeze it? it and like things would come out? Yeah, that's what a mesh speedo is. Just <laughs> balls coming through the mesh. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to see that. And no. yet there it was. There it was. Yeah. 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 People I, had light up shoes, like Which is cool. Look, I get all, all of it is cool, but uh, <laughs> I know. I know. You were you were just like, no. Yeah, it's not my thing. It's not my thing. And yet you really wanted to go every night. Well, yeah, because I wanted to see what was going to be there. Sure. Right? I had a hard time. Yes. Well, I mean, do you want to talk about why you had a hard time? Going yeah. to the parties? Yeah. Because or just B, in general? Because B like, is can, little. B is little. And once you've had people who have been drinking all day. Yes. Have had a couple of hours break to go have dinner. And still drink. And then keep drinking. Uh-huh. And then, you, then the party kicks off at 10. Uh-huh. And by the time, you know, it's... I'm usually a, in bed a half an hour before that. Sure. And by the time it's 11 <laughs> or 12 o'clock at night, you've got people who have who at that point have been drinking for 12 hours. Uh-huh. And they're just not careful no. with where they move. And I'm used to... And I don't know. Has this changed since we were club rats? Where if, you know, I remember when you'd go to a nightclub, if you were moving through a crowd, you would have like a courtesy, you know, contact on on like the shoulder or the back or something, nothing creepy or whatever. And that people just fucking just bulldoze through. Mm -hmm. You're in their way. No, no, sorry. No, no. But we're Canadian. Like we, we apologize for breathing. Like our American listeners, is, is this, is this a thing? Is this, is this what it's like in nightclubs in the States? People just don't care. There's push past people. And that's the other thing too, is that you're right. I'm little. I am in fact, elbow height for most people. Well, for some of the dudes that were there. And I would get jostled around quite a bit. 
and then I just got pissed and then mm-hmm. I was done. Like yeah. I was just mad. And I'm aware, like this was the first kind of major event that we've been to since I stopped drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I need alcohol to have fun. I don't. I, I don't. You're looking at me like you kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> it, it increases your patience meter, I think, when, when you've had a little bit I to drink. I prefer to think of it as it numbs your care. I mean, glass half glasses. full, glass half empty. I yeah. just, you know what? Here's the thing. <laughs> Would it have been better if I was hammered and got elbowed in the face? No, that wouldn't have been better. Okay, so that's okay. You know, we would go down. And it was fun to go dance, but this is the thing. You couldn't even get a groove no. on. Like, because the DJs, and actually people that have been to these events before had said, like, the DJ sucked. Okay, good. So it wasn't just us with, with this. No, other people said that. They were like, the DJs suck. A couple of these one. DJs were not great. And, were not and great. it seemed like the ones that had the most time booked were the ones that we liked the least. And they, I have a very good auditory memory. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to bet money that they had their playlist done and they would just run it. Yeah. Because they would run it during the day and they would run it. And I'm like, I fucking heard this before. Well, you would hear the same songs the same bridging. Yeah. The yeah. same transition yeah. every time. And I'm like, nope, they're not even doing this live. They're pretending. They're pantomiming that they're fucking doing this. They're not. If you're going to have five hours of DJ sets, you could have five hours of different songs. There's enough music out there. There's current a lot and popular. of music out there. There's a lot of music out there. Like, dude, come on. And if you weren't, if you were playing more than 15 seconds of a song at a time, you wouldn't have to work so hard. Yeah, that's true, too. So I found that very difficult, too, because it was like, I love to dance. Yes. I do. I love that. And I love good music and especially being in Miami and and all the Latin stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, give me Pitbull and his friends all day, sure. every day. Yeah. Great. But when it's at three times the speed and you hear 15 seconds of every song, I'm like, it makes me crazy. So that drives you crazy. You've got people who aren't respecting any kind of personal space. I'm tired. And you're tired. <laughs> and then you've got a couple of dudes who just are throwing this energy out that is... Oh, let, okay. You want to get into that? Yeah, I, right. I, I do, I do want to get into that. This was one thing that I think made it very, very difficult for me mm. to enjoy myself, either during the day or at night. And this was a dynamic that I've never experienced at X or any other club that we've been to mm-hmm. locally. Like lifestyle club here in Canada. And and I'm not, try- again, I'm not trying to throw shade on the States. This is just a difference that I noticed. Right. I noticed, so at the clubs in Canada that we've been to, and at X in particular, I noticed a very chill vibe with all the men. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about it before on the podcast where all the brokering is done through the women. Usually, yeah. And the men are just kind of fucking chilling out, thinking, I'm going to get laid no matter what. If I shut my mouth and not be a dick, maybe more than one, and very friendly with each other. And there was just very little what I would call male aggression. Mm -hmm. An aggression that you would notice that we certainly have in Canada at regular nightclubs. Yes. That kind of like, that, you know. On the prowl. Yes. Sort of scoping out your next kill kind Peacocking of vibe. Yeah, type yeah. energy. Yeah. I've never noticed it at a sex club. Mm-mm. Now, being down there, it was overwhelmingly aggressive and sometimes frightening aggressive mm-hmm. at the parties and at the pool. And because of who I am and what I do, it made me... It threw me into vigilant mode. Right. Where I was spending a lot of time. And this is the thing. I think we assumed that the relationship dynamics between all these couples would be very similar to what you and I have and mm-hmm. what we've experienced with other people. And that was not the case. I felt like as we moved through the weekend, there were quite a few people that were puds. Yeah. Okay. And that's a poly under duress. It's it's uh, a term that's used to describe a couple where one wants to be open and the other one doesn't, but is kind of going sure. along yes. to and, get along. And at least one couple in the jealousy workshop, the alternate couple in the jealousy workshop, he had been cheating on her pretty much their entire 15-year marriage. Mm-hmm. And finally, she was like, okay, let's open it up. And then... He continued 
to lie to her mm-hmm. and cheat on her and do and now they're at this thing and she wants to come to this jealousy workshop because she thinks it's her issue and he's just kind of sitting there like like he didn't want to be there yeah and just waiting to defend him his shitty shitty behavior and we were all sitting there going bro like yeah no and so i noticed a lot more of those sort of power imbalance dynamics that had me either at the parties or at the pool scanning constantly scanning looking for triggers or something wanting to protect these women like watching making sure all the women are okay and so it was kind of unenjoyable for me it made it difficult for me to relax it made it difficult for me to enjoy the space because i was in fight or flight almost the whole time Mm -hmm. and the whole thing kind of gave me the ick a little bit and so what i would communicate to you maybe well or not well was that I would need to go back to the room, have some quiet, have some space, relax a little bit, chill out, just to get my mojo back. Mm -hmm. And as a result, it made 98% of the men, which I knew this was going to happen, and this happened... A lot of them were trolls anyway. Like you had had these fairly attractive women and with these troll men. And then on top of that, and this is the thing, you don't have to be good looking for me to make a connection with you. No. Like, that's not a requirement. You don't have to be a fucking Greek god to, like, that's not necessary. No, but if you also have a shitty personality and act like an asshole, you're not doing yourself any favors. You do You do need yeah. to be a good person. Mm-hmm. You, do, you do need to be a good person. And you do need to treat your partner with respect. Yeah. And, you know, when, like someone's partner is kissing someone else for too long and their partner grabs them by the hair and pulls them out of the pool. <laughs> it's very triggering. Yeah. And it's not great. It's not great. It's not, it's, not great. Not a, it's not great. It doesn't sound or seem like a super healthy dynamic between between those two people. No, and I, I realize now that it's literally impossible to not sound judgy having this conversation, but that is what I was observing and how it made me feel didn't make me want to have sex with Mm -hmm. anyone. I found that very, very difficult. Yeah, the latest, the parties went till 3 a.m. Yeah. And I think on the Saturday night, we were out till about 2, but we weren't on the dance floor. We were in the kind of like... We were talking with with a couple of couples. Yeah, kind of adjacent to the dance floor. So you could hear the music, but it wasn't overwhelmingly loud. Yeah. And that was probably the most fun social time we had there. But I can imagine as the night wears on and it gets to be two three in the morning that energy from that dance floor like i i could just imagine what the and then they people take it back to their rooms and i'm just like "Mm, i know and the aggression there was one dude in particular there were a couple of dudes but there was one as soon as he showed up on site drove you nuts immediately you could tell it would take nothing for him to start thrown hands like he just had that it's just like a guy who's looking like he was out for a fight all the time yeah smacking women on the ass and just doing everything possible picking up random women and just like 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 like, air humping them like air jackhammering them yeah and i mean and and this is the thing they seemed fine with it i guess but what's your reaction though generally yeah what are you supposed to do and this is the thing this is why i mean i I know what you would do but but i mean listen all it took, I was talking to, there was this couple standing around. I was talking to the wife and there were some really sweet women there. And I was talking to the wife and I hugged her. And then the husband who I hadn't spent, I hadn't said a word to started like crawling his fingers up my arm and across my shoulders. And I swear to God, I almost broke his hand <laughs> because it was like, bro, I, first of all, I wasn't talking to you. And yeah. second of all. Um, no one said you could put your hands on me. Yeah. And I think this is this is the issue, and things are different in Canada, I understand, but like with that much alcohol, consent is an issue. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, as the night wears on, that starts to fade more and more and more, and that makes me very uncomfortable. I don't like the idea of people waking up the next morning and being like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck. <laughs> and then repeating it all over again the next day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and, and it was just that that that's just for me. I don't that doesn't make me feel comfortable and that sort of aggression and it seemed like so much of the activities were set up 
for the men. Yeah, it was very much for the male gaze, right? Very much so. Yeah, the lap dance contest and the the, the way that the women on the, the staff for the organizers, the way that they, the performative nature of what they were doing. And they had male staff too. Like mm-hmm. they had male, but again, like it was just, it was sort of like, what part of this is for us really? Mm-hmm. And it just seemed, I, I just don't, I feel like at X, it's very female driven. Mm-hmm. And I think when that sort of aggressive, you know, peacocky, hyper masculine, again, like that the hyper masculinity and the hyper femininity of spring break mm-hmm. dynamics fueled by alcohol and loud music and all of that kind of stuff. And who else, and who knows what, what else people are doing and taking. Mm-hmm. It made me uncomfortable. It made me uncomfortable. I was looking around a lot, making sure people were okay. And I know that's not my job. It's like, I don't work here. But No, it, there's security for that. I know, but I think, you know, it, similar to when we went to Tootsie's mm-hmm. in Miami, the first time we went to Miami, I found myself watching all the women and watching how the men were treating them and getting pissed and thinking, I just want to work here. I just want to work here and kick people out because I was seeing things that other people were not. Mm -hmm. And it's like, is that an idea that nobody's thought of? Like to have female bodyguards and female door women at these clubs to, to be able to recognize subtle signs of this is not, this is a bad situation. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Tootsies, if you're hiring, like whatever, I I'm not cheap, but I can be I can be bought. Uh, so the relationship dynamics and the aggressiveness was something that really wasn't for me. It really wasn't for me. And and that's not that's not on the organizers. That's not on the event itself. I'm just saying that that's something that I noticed. I'm sure that didn't affect you in the same way, but I know that you see me reacting, and you're kind of like, Ugh. yeah. I mean, I I'm always looking out for you. And making sure that obviously that there's nothing, there's no danger to you, but mm-hmm. you don't want to be in that space and be hyper vigilant all the time. It's no. not, it's a buzzkill, right? It, it is a buzzkill. It, it takes you out of that space if you are building an energy to mm-hmm. participate in those activities, it takes you out of it. Yeah. And now, now, how did you find, like, there were a couple of men that I found attractive. Mm hmm. Of course, one of them was in both the workshops. <laughs> so there was that. I love a man who wants to learn. Like, yeah, that's yeah. always great. An accent doesn't hurt either. But uh, how did you find the women? And being in that space and like with the pool being clothing optional mm-hmm. and most people taking advantage of that, how you was get, that for you? You get numb to it really quickly. Do you? I know you think you're like, bikinis and titties going to be great and then very quickly it just becomes part of the background and then I also mean, you enjoyed it though you enjoyed yeah, being around naked women all day yeah well and you know and i like being naked too so yeah. so there's nothing wrong with that but also it's like when you see something that you really want and then you get it and you're like oh this doesn't seem so special anymore <laughs> <laughs> it's like you see these 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 beautiful women whether they're naturally beautiful or surgically enhanced to to uh, fit a beauty standard and then you kind of just you see them more maybe you talk to them and then you go oh well this is less cool like Men- I, I don't menos chedre. Menos chedre. like it's just you're just like eh, no i'm not i'm not I'm not feeling it and i think this is the part with you know being connections people where honestly sometimes i think really really beautiful people and like god love them but you could tell some of these people were, oh, that was enough for were them. beautiful enough that they never had to develop Mm-mm. personalities Mm-mm. or or skills in conversation or anything like that. And it made it very, very difficult to flirt with people. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, you know, you looked to me. Well, how come you weren't doing that? Like, there was a fashion show poolside yeah. one day, and there was one of the women that I found. I thought she, we both thought she was super cute. She was like... Pam Anderson, almost. Yeah. Pam Anderson-esque. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I was disappointed to not see you in the fashion show today. How come you weren't in there? Yeah, nice opener. And she was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and kept moving. <laughs> and then it just kind of dropped. Yeah. Right? And, uh, <laughs> and you're like, inconceivable. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I think you said that it's a travesty. It's a travesty. Yeah. And her dude was like, <laughs> yeah. 
And he and he was an attractive looking guy too, yeah, and he was in was great, in great shape. shape. And then had this giant, ugly, awful ugly tattoo ass decision. tattoo. Awful, awful tattoo. <laughs> right across his entire back. Yeah. And hey, do whatever you want with your own body. But it was just like, wow, bro. You, like, I mean, what are you doing? The only thing I can think of is maybe he had it before he got in shape. Because <laughs> how he do you, needed it. How do you spend all that time to to sculpt that body and then throw an awful tattoo all over it? All over your back. Yeah, or, I mean, I don't know. I like tattoos. Like, I'm, uh, look, maybe tattoos. People, maybe people think the same thing about my tattoos. No, I don't your know. tattoos are sexy. I mean, they are. It's subjective, but yeah, mm. okay. So, some standout moments. Oh, okay. For me, besides the workshops, which I think were probably the highlight of the event itself, mm-hmm. I still maintain that some of the best Italian food I've ever had in my life is in Miami. Yeah, what's going on, Miami? You guys are killing it for the Italian food. I think I think it's all the retired mobsters come down and find a you know open a restaurant so they can launder the what's left of their mob money. Yeah, and, I guess. And they do a fucking fantastic job. Yeah, we didn't have a bad meal. No. No, whether it was an Italian cafe near the hotel yep. or an Argentine Italian restaurant in this pedestrian walk area. Plaza. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, it was great. And shout out to Pura Vida, who fucking kills it every time. Yeah. Yeah, we, we Uber Eats. Turns out there's Pura Vidas all over mm. the Miami area. Mm. And we Uber Eats one that was like, I don't know, like 10 minutes away from where we were staying. And we had a fucking amazing lunch. Yeah, so good. Or dinner one night with yep. lunch the next day. Yep. It was phenomenal. For like 50 bucks or 60 bucks or something like that. It was like, great. Yeah, it was good. It yeah. Was really good. If, you're, if you're ever in Miami and looking for like fresh, just yeah. yummy, yummy food. Puta Vida Uber eats very well. <laughs> it, it does Uber eats. It travels well. very well. Very yes, well. for sure. Another thing that stood out to me, there was this giant fucking iguana that just <laughs> emerged out of the hedges yeah. and was just hanging out by the pool. It was probably, what, five feet long? Oh, yeah. He's just a little guy. And I was absolutely fascinated by him. Yep. And you're like, don't get too close. He'll like break your shin with his tail. Yep. Which I also found fascinating. And uh, yeah, that was pretty much, I think that was the only time I took my phone out at the pool was to get a little video of this iguana because mm-hmm. he got into the pool eventually. Yep. And then swam across. And swam across and yep. then ran away and got spooked by people and yep. whatever. Yep. And then the last thing was, which I didn't realize until we were getting on the plane, I don't think, to go there. It was Memorial Day weekend. Yes. And so that's the first time I've ever been in the States over a long weekend like that. Like, a, like an American Day. holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a huge portion of Miami Beach was blocked off for a giant armed forces job fair. Yeah, yeah. That's what it ended up being. It was like a <laughs> recruitment fair. Yeah. I was walking down to the to the beach gym and I they had all these little like tents and stuff like that i saw a six-year-old with a mini rocket launcher in his hand yeah it was crazy yeah you could go in you could go into the army ranger pavilion and and put on all the gear and and run around with with unloaded guns and stuff like that and the highlight of this was an air show yeah it was it was impressive which i get how people are like you know kind of eh about air shows because somehow people die really often when they have these things yeah but I have never... It was like being in Maverick. Yeah. It was like being in Top Gun Maverick. These fighter jets were flying super yeah, low. Like a few hundred feet above the ground and just offshore. And they're so loud. It's insane how loud they are. Like, oh, my God. By the time you hear it, it's gone. How do, you, how do people live around an Air Force base? I know, because they're always taking off and, and landing. Yeah. But like... That's why you can't go below the hard deck. Yeah, that's why there's a hard deck. That's why there's a hard deck. <laughs> so we went out to the walk to watch. It was very funny, actually, because you had all of these women in the pool and they're all chatting to each other. All and these half naked, beautiful these, women. And then these completely naked men with hats on yeah. and beers in their hand, all staring up into the sky yeah. near the back gate <laughs> to watch the air show. It was hilarious. It was funny. It and was so funny. you and I went out to the like outside the gate so that we could get a better view and we watched a fighter jet break the fucking sound it was barrier a raptor, yeah break the sound barrier as it was as it was cruising over the beach yeah you and, could see it <laughs> and it like you know in the transformer movies where they kind of flicker mm-hmm. the the air did that around when he when he broke the sound barrier it was fucked <laughs> yeah it was the cool one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I don't know. The, and then we and then we saw a stealth bomber. Well, that was the which, other thing. Oh, when sorry. It, the stealth bomber was and also super quiet when it when it flew overhead. I mean, hence the name. Yeah, but 
I've never seen a stealth bomber up close. I had no idea they were as big as they are. They were like a 747. They They're were big. huge. They're big. Just flying around, yep. doing their thing, right? And there were helicopters and, and paratroopers. There were like B-52 and B-52 bombers. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. it was super impressive. I mean... All to kill people. I mean, that's what it's all there for. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but... But... But cool to look at, I guess. Cool. Yeah, like, still fucking cool. Still cool. Mas chévere. Yeah, and, 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 and our Toronto friends were like, thank God there was an air show there. I, now I have a reason for why I went to Miami that I can tell... <laughs> Could tell the normal people about back home. Because people ask very weird questions. Yeah, why are you guys in Miami? I don't know, because it's cool. I don't know, because, oh, oh, it's Memorial Day weekend. They have the fucking coolest air show ever. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know you were an avgeek. Yeah, totally I am. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, I wasn't before Top Gun Maverick, but now, I mean, you know. So those were the standouts, I would say. Yeah, yeah, same, yeah. samesies. I, I kind of preferred fighter jets over titties. That mm-hmm. was my... Who would have thought? I know, I know, I know. Oh, and, and also, just as a little aside, a little story, please tell the story of all you men standing together with the security guard as I was leaving to go to walk by myself to the, <laughs> to the beach gym. Yeah, one of the security guards was like, was like, are you going to let her go out like that? And I'm like, hey, man, that's... The rest of the world needs to worry. It's not. It's not G. It's not B that has to be worried going out there. And then he came up to me afterwards, and he he saw you walk because he saw you walk away, and he came up afterwards, and he just like fist bumped me and was like, "Bro, like, wow, like, <laughs> hot, right?" I was like, oh, yeah. Nice one. Yeah, nice one. Good job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because I left in like a pair of shorts and a bikini top. Yeah, and he was concerned for my safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was like, there's a lot of people out there. Like, are you sure you want her to? Yeah. And I was like, is she going to let her go out by herself like that? She's she's an almost brown belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. She's fine. She's fine. fine. They are the problem. And then then it was cute because when I came back, he did a we're not worthy as I came back through the gate. Yeah. yeah. And that was before I had heard about the conversation you guys were having. I was like, what's that? Actually, no, you told me when you came out. But that was really cute. And I was like, see, there's another guy that I find attractive. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. Just because, you know, you're funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Final thoughts or lessons? What did you learn about yourself or about us while we were down there at this at this thing? As much as I like going to places where there's loud music and having fun, I don't want to do four days of it in a row. And I certainly don't want to do it for 17 hours a day. Right. 15 hours a day. No. That's not my scene. Okay. I want to make connections with people. Mm-hmm. I like being somewhere hot. I like being by a pool. I like being naked. You like other people being naked. I like other people being naked. Mm-hmm. I like, but I also like watching other people doing stuff. That's true. And there was none of that going on. I mean, there was some making out and stuff like that, but it was not. Again, it seemed more performative than genuine. Mm. So there was a lot of stuff in that environment that just didn't tick the right boxes. Didn't quite hit. For yeah, you. it just didn't quite hit. I liked getting away with you. I liked the place we were staying. Mm-hmm. I did like the connections that we made when mm-hmm. we were able to make connections. We love and, you guys. I, and I and I loved I love the workshops, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think on balance, I don't think it would be worth the premium price to be in that space based on what we got. I feel like yeah, I don't I don't I don't know. This is the reason that we did this, because we weren't sure we, don't know. we weren't sure how how we were going to feel being mm-hmm. in an environment like this, especially for an extended period of time. Yeah. And I think that you're saying the dates are out for 2024 already? Yeah, yeah. They Before we even left, they had kind of dropped into the private group. Hey, you know, we've got 2024 sorted. You can hold your spot for just this, like $100 US deposit or something like that. And I don't know. Like, are we going to go? I don't think so. I'm good. Yeah. And, and I mean, they have different venues. They do cruises. They go to other countries. They do all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, I appreciate the organizers. And they seem like lovely people. And I like that they had put things in place like security and Absolutely. having Taylor there and doing that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. If it's going to be nonstop club music. <laughs> spring break in other countries. Yeah. Spring break in other country. I think I'm good. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm good. I, that's not to say I, I don't want to try other lifestyle type getaway things, but if they're going to be structured like this, it's probably not going to be something I'm interested in. So I don't know what the answer is. I don't know how. There is no right answer. Yeah. It was it was it was just asking what you learned, and yeah, and what you what how you felt. And what about you? I learned that I am very very much a connection person, and if I can't 
talk to people and ascertain that they're good people or are there for the right reasons. I'm just not interested in their genitals. Mm. And that's, that's just, I mean, I don't think that's a new revelation for me, but it certainly reinforced yeah. that, that if I don't feel safe in a space or I don't feel like other women are safe in a space, I can't function well in that space. Right. If I feel like, uh, like as the only sober person <laughs> in the, in the, in the place that, you know, and I, I realize that nobody needs me to come in and save them. I understand that too. Nobody asked me to help mm-hmm, them, mm-hmm. but that's just, that's just who I am. And I, that's, that's just how I am. I want to make sure that everyone's okay. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that everybody is feeling good and consenting and doing things that they want to do. Not that they're being, you know, pressured to do right. or expected to do yeah. or any of those things that takes me out of it. It takes me out of it. And same thing. I, I love Miami. I loved being there with you. I love going away with you. I like the weather. You know, I, I was very thankful that we'd been to Miami before. So yeah. we kind of had the lay of the land and we knew where we were going when we did leave the resort, which yeah. we did quite a bit because I needed a lot of breaks mm-hmm. from that environment. I felt it was just as an introvert. And it doesn't mean that I'm not outgoing it doesn't mean that i'm not gregarious it doesn't mean that i'm not friendly but it does mean that my social battery drains yeah very very quickly yeah. especially when i'm having to be so vigilant all the time yeah, and when yeah. i am when i am in fight or flight and scanning and doing all those things and i mean not for nothing i had been sort of a couple of days before we left i kind of got assaulted on my phone <laughs> by someone somebody who turns out you knew yeah, someone that I like I grew up with in my hometown. I was on a social media platform early in the morning and this person like literally barraged me with disgusting messages and dick pics and requests for photos of my pussy and just like all like at seven in the morning <laughs> tried to call me three times through Messenger and like all within like a five, ten minute time span. Yeah, wow. And I was just kind of I was mad. Yeah. Just in general, so that that was a little bit that was a little bit tough too. I think just kind of thinking like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, yeah, it's twenty twenty three. Like, have people not figured out yet that this is not cool? Yeah, and so yeah, so I think you know that kind of messed with my headspace a little bit as well. I was yeah. a little bit, I was very upset by that, and I realized women have to deal with that all the time, mm-hmm. you know. But I think that was sort of a you know that was kind of on my mind too of like when is this going to fucking change yeah when is this going to change and i think going into those workshops felt like proactively changing Mm -hmm. culture so i think that's another reason why i found that the highlight of it and and taylor was awesome and i can't wait to have her on the show because she's great and that'll be fun we're going to talk to her about all manner of things and get her take yeah i'm super curious her take because she's been in that environment and in that space for a while now yeah so i'm time. curious if yeah that was typical or yeah to, s- to see if if we're just way off or yeah yeah anyway yeah so so that's our review <laughs> <laughs> the planes were cool yeah yeah the go go during the air show if you yeah, yeah if you if like ever planes, go to miami. memorial day weekend in miami is not a bad spot to be their no. air show is something else it is it's yeah. pretty cool yeah. <laughs> Listen, if anybody has any questions or comments, please email us at info at cheatingonfear.com yep. and drop us a review. We always love to hear from you and we will look forward to seeing you next time. See you in the next one. Bye, guys. Bye.